Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host with the most. They are in the captain's chair. They are at the wheel and therefore they are steering this ship through these crazy waters, through this storm that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have all of you here today. Welcome to His Heart Line for episode 448 and we're going to be reading 1 Peter chapter 5. And then have a little bit of commentary. It is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. <clears throat> and I still feel and sound like crud. So I'm trying to down this uh, this this little tea type of water that my wife made. So forgive me. I'm like trying to, I'm really trying to stomach this. I'm not a big fan of ginger. So what it is, I mean, listen. So I guess here's the segment, even though this is a Bible reading, this is the part of the show where we're going to talk a little bit about health for a minute. Just let me take another big sip. Hold on. Yeah, I can't. I can't. First off, guys, I'm not a tea person at all. I absolutely cannot stand tea. Um, this, this so what she made me it's a lemon lemon ginger honey water recipe and so i just did a quick little research on it um and of course it's good if you're battling a cough or a sore throat which 
I certainly am. I'm a little bit congested still, but it's slowly clearing up. It really is slowly clearing up. But uh, this lemon ginger honey water recipe is really good, I guess, for not just obviously, you know, when you have a cough or a sore throat, but um, it just, it, it helps reduce inflammation. It helps reduce, you know, dry coughs, which I certainly have dry cough. Um, and I guess, you know, the honey will help soothe a sore throat and the lemon can help ease congestion. Plus this is, you know, pretty much the most all natural trio that, you know, you could put together that can help reduce the pain and nausea associated with, you know, a flu. If you have a flu, which I don't have a flu, it's just definitely some, you know, blockage and it absolutely sucks. Um, but you know what? My wife is trying to fix me right up and she told me I have to drink all of this because every time I try to do this, I like throw a little bit away because I cannot stand ginger. I can't stand honey in warm water. I just, I can't do do it. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to, in fact, hold on. Let's see. We're, we're going to make this a little bit entertaining here. Let's see if the wife will pick up real quick. Let's, let's call the wife for a minute. Let's see if this works. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. Yes. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Do I really have to drink all of this honey ginger water tea? Yeah. I do. If you want to feel better, yeah. Rita says I have to man up. And she says, that's perfect. Good job, Katie. (laughs) Well, I concur with that. She says, hi, Katie, smart wife. (laughs) Oh, look at you. Now you're on the chat and on the phone. Look at you. You're like double dipping in the show. Is that even allowed? Well, I'm half owner, yeah. <sighs> All right. I'm going to just t- chug this real quick because I cannot stand it. Oh, Don't you're... chug it. It's a tea, Joan. Mm, I'm, I'm chugging it like I'm in college. Your daughter's down here. Yeah, I know. She's cleaning. Yeah. Hey, then keep cleaning. All right. Go keep cleaning. <laughs> All right. Up, <laughs> so anyway, so real quick. Yeah. What's the lemon? So for the people that are listening, I just tricked you to be on the air. Have, do you yeah. know? Do no, you, I heard. I heard you on the air. Oh, you I did. You did. It. Oh, I see. What? Uh, what health benefits though are there other than helping a dry cough and a sore throat? Because I was looking at it. Do you know anything else with a honey ginger lemon concoction? What else it helps with? Because I was reading. Hold on, my hands are. I mean, uh, I was making sourdough bread. So hold on. Oh, so I interrupted your bread making. Ah. My hands are dirty. Then what are you? Then what are you doing on the air? Then what? What are you doing on the air and in the chat? If you're making sourdough bread, see, you can't do three things at once. Mm. So I'm reading here for the people that are listening and for listening on the live and the download later. Supposedly, this also will help reduce kidney damage if you have kidney damage, and inflammation reduces risk and effects of diabetes. It increases brain health, which Lord knows I need that says uh help prevent infections improved appearance of skin anti-inflammatory obviously it's a vitamin c boost good source of antioxidants i didn't know that and it could help lower blood pressure and reduce joint pain hmm. does that sound all right to you mm-hmm. uh, you're just you're just agreeing with me now no it'll help with sore throat um helps with skin, helps with liver, helps with kidneys, helps with sore throat congestion, nasal, sinuses, allergies, anything like that. Nice. Well, thanks for my tea. It's almost gone. I'm trying to struggle through it. And I figured 
give the people a little bit of entertainment while I'm like gagging on this because I can't stand tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's got lots of um, antioxidants and vitamin C. Is fiber in it? Ugh. Okay, it's finished. I just I just drank it all. Ugh. All right, there it is. I manned up. Thanks for our little health yeah. segment. Oh, I hear the peanut over there. So, <laughs> all right, I'm going to let you guys go and we're going to do the Bible reading. Okay. All right. Enjoy sourdough bread making. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And there you have it, folks. That's my wife upstairs in the kitchen, pounding away, making sourdough. She just came back in the chat. Yeehaw. I tell you what, she made sourdough bread for the first time this past weekend and she thought she did it wrong. Uh, because it was uh, still pretty, I can't remember what she said, if it was still mushy. It didn't get to the, I guess, the texture, or what, the way she needed it. But when she went for broke and made it anyways, it actually turned out really, really awesome. But yes, Rita, you are absolutely right. I do have a great wife. And uh, you know, it's funny. I never, she, see, Rita says, have her post a recipe on your Telegram channel. Yeah, I could do that. I think she can put together the recipe and we'll put it out there um i will say as bad as it tastes for me it does it does help it really does help um and i took my garlic and honey today twice um what else did i take i forgot what else i took oh my onion water and then oh my gosh and then this other thing I'll, we're gonna have to do a segment on this alone actually i might have to have her in the studio she made me take uh oh what was it not onion water, but um, aloe vera juice. That was disgusting. That was terrible. I will never do that again. That was terrible. But apparently it, it's supposed to make you feel better. But I will say this, it sucked. So anyway. All right. Enough of me being a big baby. Let's get into the reading. <laughs> oh, even Rita said, I won't do that either. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right. Well, this this first chapter, or first Peter chapter five, it's not very long. It's the last chapter in first Peter. It's only five chapters. And then we'll continue on with second Peter uh, tomorrow. So I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible today. And it starts off by saying, therefore, I urge elders among you as your fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and one who is also a fellow partaker of the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not with the greed, but with the eagerness, nor yet as domineering over those assigned to your care, but by, provide, uh, by proving to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. You younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, having cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares about you. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brothers and sisters who are in the world 
after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. Through Silvanus, our faithful brother, for so I regard him, I have written to you briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends your, you greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace be to you all who are in Christ. And that is the reading of 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1-14. through 14. Like I said, very, very short. Um, let me just take a quick drink of water here. Excuse me. You know, I should have like a, a water sound effect, you know, like a, like a babbling brook that I can push a button every time I drink a, a sip of water. So you're not hearing me like go, 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 go. <laughs> Let me go back to the chat real quick. Let's see. So Rita does a bunch of throw up emojis to the whole aloe vera juice. Yeah, I'm with you. It sucks. Nancy says, nope, it's yucky. <laughs> My wife says, it all might be gross, but so is the stuff you can buy at the store for cold slash flu. And at least this is clean and natural. And the sickness gets cut in half, heals you instead of making you sicker. This is true. As much as it sucks, ladies and gentlemen, natural remedies absolutely suck. But so does cough medicine, because here's what I've figured out. Any time that I've gotten sick so far this year, which is this is my second time, I have not gotten the aches. I did not get the body aches. And you know why I think that is? This is just kind of my thoughts. I did not take any cough medicine. And because that has a lot of inflammatory ingredients like sugar and fructose syrup or whatever, sure, it helps you sleep and breathe a little bit better at night. However, I truly believe that's what gives you the body aches and makes you hurt all over. This is the second time now that I've had this cold. And I have no body aches. I think there's something to that. So like I said, the stuff that she gives me, yeah, it sucks. It's, it's, it, 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 some of it's terrible and some of it not so much. Um, and that's another thing I think we're going to talk about one day, maybe in the future. Maybe I could have her do, uh, babe, if you're hearing this, take note of this. I'm serious. Maybe what we'll do is we'll do like a little 10-minute segment on the benefits of Asha. Ash, ashwagandha i think is what it's called um i noticed three nights in a row now i took it and not only did it help me sleep it's a natural you know uh supplement that you can get in the vitamin and supplement section but not only did it help me sleep but it relaxes you it lowers your anxiety it's pretty much gives you the same effect as like cbd without the you know the uh, thc in it but without the drug effect, obviously, like you don't have to worry about it being, you know, turning your, you know, your urine dirty if you had to go do a random drug test or anything like that. But I've noticed the next day during my work day, even being sick, I don't feel as tired. So I am getting a uh, better quality of sleep, I think, you know, provided that I could breathe. But yeah, so maybe we'll have a have her on for about 10 minutes to talk about some of the positive benefits of ashwagandha. Um something I never heard of until just as of late. So yeah, I tell you that uh, God's remedies are really great. They really are. So back to the reading though. So 
So Peter closes out his letter to the scattered Christians in the churches of Asia Minor with uh, some final instructions. He counsels the elders about how to lead, includes how and why to live in humility with each other, and gives a final warning to be clear-minded and alert. Excuse me. Peter counts himself as one of the elders, and so he passes on the same instructions that Jesus gave to him and to feed and shepherd Christ's sheep. Now, that is the role of an elder in the local church, to serve as a shepherd of the flock of God, right? And so Peter insists that those who accept the, the job do so because they want to and not just for money or power. So you got to do everything for the right reasons, not just for money or power. And they should lead first and foremost by example, showing others in the church how to follow Christ by doing so themselves. And so when Christ returns, he will reward those shepherds with an unfading crown of glory. Now, in the same way, though, those who are younger are called to be subject to the shepherds. Newer believers should see more experienced Christians as a God-given authority in their lives. Now, this, of course, also puts additional responsibility on those older Christians to live in a way that would be deserving of this respect. And so Peter then addresses all Christians with this. Put on humility toward each other out of submission to God. See, God is God and we are not. We need to remember that. And we are to humble ourselves under his hand, understanding that our only significance is found in him. So we can freely stop promoting ourselves because he ultimately will exalt us when the time is exactly right. Now, one such act of humility in this, cast your cares on the father who cares for you. It is only in pride that we would insist on continuing to carry those burdens ourselves. And this is one thing I was trying to tell my buddy at work as he's working his way to come closer to God and Jesus Christ as he works through uh, his marital um, issues. I told him, I said, you gotta, you gotta stop doing things the way you want to do them. Even though you think you are putting all your trust in God, I believe you are, but there's still about five or 10% of you that's still trying to fix it yourself. I said, you got to put those burdens on God. Stop trying to fix it. Stop trying to carry the weight on, of the world on your shoulders unnecessarily. This is a job for God that only God can do, and you can't. You just got to put your trust in him. So, Peter then instructs his readers for the third time to be clear-minded or sober, right? Be alert. And the reason he offers this time is that we have a mortal enemy prowling around and seeking to devour us. The devil is portrayed in this chapter as a lion. And we are instructed to engage in resisting him. And this is to be done by focusing on staying firm in our faith, both in Christ and in God's plan for us. And that plan, excuse me, and that plan may include suffering for the brief course of this life. And yet it also includes a permanent end to suffering and a future in which our father forever powerful will restore, confirm, strengthen and establish us forever. And so finally, Peter signs off with a commendation for Savanus 
Sylvanus, I hope I pronounced that right, who will likely deliver this letter to the churches, as well as greetings from the Christians where he was, including his son in faith, Mark. Yeah, like I said, very short chapter, but a very good chapter. So on a whole other note, back to my buddy at work before we close this out and go to the next part of the conversation here, which again, I'm going to try to make this a, a, a brief show because um, I, A, I got to get better with my time, but B, uh, I'm still struggling with my voice, <laughs> of course, but I do want to give a bit of an update. So we're going to pray for him after I do this little update. So he was telling me um, because he goes on his four day retreat starting today. Um, it's just a men's retreat that's uh, going on with his church. And so he was saying to me, he texted me today. He goes, Hey, I've been paying attention more at home and, and noticing some changes I'm seeing at home. Um, he goes, I leave for the retreat today. Um, I'm not going to say her name, but she didn't go out last night. Cause every Tuesday she's been going out, um, every night. Um, we'll just leave it there. And he said, uh, she didn't go, uh, she didn't go out last night and we are together for the second day this week per her request. Let's keep that prayer chain going, please. I still get, <laughs> I still get yelled at, but she's working through things. So with that, we're going to, I want to focus that prayer around him and his wife, because I really feel like it's a very, very important. So, and then we'll close this out. So, Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you so very, very much for intervening and working in this couple's life with a big family. They got a wonderful family, great kids, and they were lost for quite some time. Satan got a hold of them in some degree or fashion you know injecting fear and anxiety and stress and pretty much worry right everything that you teach us not to worry about and things have been happening in a negative way and almost leading to a divorce but it sounds like, from what I understand, Father, that you are intervening and you are winning this battle against Satan. And we knew, I knew this. I knew Satan was not going to win. He was not going to have a stronghold in this marriage, especially if he truly turned to you 100%. And it sounds like he is doing that. So praise Jesus on that. So continue to work your miracles and heal this marriage and bring resolve. We rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke him to the foot of the cross, which is covered in blood, washed, which washed away our sins of the world. We thank you for that. Don't even want to fathom what Christ went through. But because of what he went through, gave us the ultimate victory. So we pray that the Holy Spirit works in each and each one of them in their marriage, we pray that you are centered at that heart of that marriage and in that household. And we pray that the Holy Spirit works through each and every daughter and son that they have. And ultimately, we pray that they have a prosperous, abundant, and a much more loving relationship than they ever had, even from the time when they first met and started dating. So we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ, amen. So when they come out on the other side, I asked them, I said, 
would you be willing to come on the podcast and both of you share your story? You know, he's like, oh yeah, absolutely. I said, that's awesome. He's not afraid to share it. Cause like he's starting to realize the true joy and love and warmth that God gives him that he's never experienced. And he's a Christian man. And he even said to me just a few, you know, last week or a couple weeks ago, he was like, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. He goes, I feel so good. I said, I said, you know, a lot of us would have done it sooner. Knowing what we know now, I said, but the thing is, is we can't get where we're at now, knowing what we know without going through a bunch of trials and tribulations and stumbling. I said, God refines us in the fire the way he needs us to. And sometimes he puts us in and out of the fire over and over and over again. And like I said, in order to have a strong nation, in order to have a strong country, we need to have strong families. And so that's why, yeah, like Angel Eyes was saying here in the chat, the devil is after our men big time. Why do you think mainstream pop cultures? trying to promote soy boyism and transgenderism and, you know, toxic masculinity is bad. Don't let Johnny, you know, get in a play fight in the yard. God forbid they poke their eyes out or something or scrape their knees. Oh my goodness. That is so bad. But we need men, real men in this country. But you know what we also need equally of? We need strong women. Because with strong men promotes a strong woman and vice versa. Strong women can promote a strong man if God is at the heart of that marriage. See, one should never diminish the other, ever. You need strong men and you need strong women because each have a very, very vital and important role with the nuclear family. And that is why the devil is after our families. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come back after about a quick minute, two-minute break. On the other side, we'll continue the conversation. And if we don't see on the other side, we'll be back here tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow's Thursday. We'll start the show a half hour early because I have an assembly call tomorrow. But if I don't see on the other side, wherever you're at in the world, I hope you have a good night or a good day. And God bless.
Yeah.